I'm going to go ahead and start the live. That is going to be that devotion time. It's about six minutes.
and touch our brothers and sisters who are not in this place with us. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this opportunity to come together through the marvels of technology. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that uh, in those days when you said you would make us fishers of men, you have given us a different kind of bait uh, to become your fishermen. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the few people who are here uh, that is making this possible. We thank you for our pastor, and we pray for him right now, Heavenly Father, as he prepares to deliver a word from you. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this opportunity to share with all of our brothers and sisters in Christ who are watching us today. And we pray this prayer in that mighty name, the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen.
Amen. We certainly thank our media ministry for blessing us with that beautiful choir today. Amen. Amen. At this time, we will have our scripture. Those of you who are at home, uh, please turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17, we'll be reading verses 11 through 19. Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. And in that place you'll find these words uh, written. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And so Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made thee, has made you well. It's time to uh, turn it over to our pastor as he brings uh, welcome to us. Thank you, Reverend Gibbons. I'll open it myself. We are thankful, like you, like you said, to have these means to communicate with other folks. Look, I, I, I've been sitting back there wondering what to, what to, what to bring. Brain as far as the welcome, and we have a lot of people that are concerned, and rightfully so. But I want to reassure all of us that are doing this right now in our It's going to be okay. We're going to have to be mindful, mindful that there's some, there's some serious, some serious stuff amongst us. You don't want to take flight of that. I, I try to stay away from the news as much as I can, but I believe we had um, some 700 in one country in the past month, 24 hours. So it's serious. It is serious. Um, 
So we're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. What you have to do, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Be smart. Be smart. Also at the same time, I think I put in the message. Don't let fear be the thing that masters you. Alright, with that being said, we welcome those that join us by way of live stream. Thank Brother Gibbs, you've already said it. We have a fantastic media industry. Um, in fact, I've been in discussions with many around uh, this community, preachers and so And as you all know, there's many that are looking at <coughs> streaming and stuff of that sort. And we've already had this in place. And so we're real prepared for, for uh, such a time as this, if you will. Um, we're continuing to look at avenues of how we can reach uh, one another, how we can reach each other. And so I think the media team will continue to uh, take a look at that. Um, but as of right now, the medium that we have right here is a fantastic medium. So I thank God. I welcome you all this morning. I welcome those that are on this live, and I welcome those that will take a look at the recording. But it's good. It's good to be on this side. And we're thankful to God. And we'll talk more about that in the service. But we're thankful to God for keeping where we're in right now. So again, I welcome those that join us by Facebook Live. Pray that even now we can feel the warmth and the touch of the Holy Spirit. Look, if it if it takes just these four walls for us to be the church, then we will never the church to start. And so we we recognize that even now through the power of the Holy Spirit. That we are one. And so uh, we look forward, if you will, uh, to these next few weeks and these next few months and how we can minister uh, in ways that we may not have been doing in the past and probably shouldn't be. So, again, I thank um, those that are concerned. Uh, we've had meetings here at Cedar Top and we've had quite a few discussions, and so we're going to try to stay as safe as we can. Uh, so, for those that have, that would like to join us in the fellowship and are not able to do it, Recognize that what we're doing is not to be mean, is not to select any certain person. Uh, we're trying to have as few people as we can to keep the service going and be in compliance with, uh, with what the, the state and the government and all those have, have passed. So, again, we welcome you. Let's have church. I, I know that some are, are you're, you're close to your kitchen, you're, you're in your uh, front room right now, but we're still going to praise. We're going to praise the Lord. And so again, I thank all of you. And we'll continue with the, uh, with the program, the hymn of meditation be prepared. Heavenly Father, we come at this hour just to say thank you. 
know him the Father, and many people may look at it and say, what do we have to be thankful for? But as I look back over all that you blessed us with, I come with nothing but thanks and praise to your name on this morning. Thank you, Heavenly Father, because so many wanted to be here today. So many wanted to be around today, but illness has kept them away. Thank you, Heavenly Father, because you still give us an opportunity to come together as a few of your believing children. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the reasonable portion of health and strength that you have given us all. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that you have food on our table, clothes on our backs, a roof over our heads, Heavenly Father. We, we just have so many things to thank you. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that in spite of everything else, your word will continue to go forward. And we believe it will not come back before. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this opportunity that we share as a church family to come to And now, Heavenly Father, as we come before you on different things, you said, ask and you shall hear us. And we're asking a few things right now. First, Heavenly Father, forgive us for all of our sins and shortcomings. Continue to bless us, lift us up, lead us in the way that you have us. Oh, Heavenly Father, we're going through a terrible time right now, not only in this state, but in this country and as a world community. We're going through terrible. So, Heavenly Father, we, we just ask that uh, in spite of this terrible predicament, you keep us together. Keep your people together. Keep us uh, in that spirit of serving one another. Give us new opportunities to help our brothers and sisters. And Heavenly Father, we know you're a God that can do anything. And, and if it be your will, we ask. Uh, that you take this away from us. Uh, we don't understand all that's going on in the Father, but we know that you have all power in heaven and earth. Bless those who are affected by this COVID-19. Bless the families that are struggling uh, to make ends meet. We pray, Heavenly Father, for all the businesses that are shut down and the workers who are wondering where the next paychecks Give them strength, Heavenly Father, let them understand that you are with them through it all. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this opportunity. We pray uh, for our pastor right now. Uh, Heavenly Father, give him large spiritual strength so that he may carry uh, this weight that is upon him. Give him strength and, and, and enlightenment, Heavenly Father, to uh, give us a word of encouragement today. Bless his family by his side. Thank you, Heavenly Father, uh, for all who are under the sound of my voice. And we pray this prayer in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and Savior. Amen and amen.
the workplace day in and day out and take care of the ones in the So, Father God, we just pray. We pray that you lift our hands. We pray for those, Father God, that are struggling with anxiety. We pray for those that are wrestling with how they're going to make ends meet. So, God, comfort like only you can comfort. Father God, we trust that if you comfort us, we shall be comforted. If you love us, we shall be So Father God, I advance. Now God, we pray. We pray for the word that we go for. Give strength, Father God. Give clarity in the name. Touch those that join us by way of our strength. Pray for this yourself. Pray that even in the midst of Touch somebody in a special way right now, Father God. I know you're part of their seat. What a, what a fantastic time to come on your side. So we're praying. We're praying for many of you right now. So we draw this in Jesus' name. We ask all these things. We give us a lot of In Jesus' name, we ask. Amen. 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 One. One point, and I do apologize for what I but I want to remind all of you that I got some calls and some questions about the um, we had the PayPal set up here. Um, but for those that are continuing to pray, um, even in the midst of this, we continue to be honest with you. We can run damage on that. We don't have to just be in tough financial. Situation for a lot of people. We have us that still have a means to come. And we're praying we continue to be honest with God as we can. And we do have a PayPal set up here. Come to my Facebook. And we also have the address as well. You can mail the ties and offerings. Scott Street, Louisville, Kentucky. And so again, we're going to trust. We're going to trust God for all of this. And trust that He will continue to provide for us. Help wise, that He will continue to provide for us for any resources that we need. Real quickly, and we're also praying for those that are addressing other underwear. You know, this is allergy season and all kind of stuff, so it's a lot going on. So we're praying for many. We do recognize strain, a strain on the nerves. It's something that when everybody else is going out, they're going in. So we don't take that for granted. All the doctors and nurses and techs all over the world. And again, I thank you, sir, for walking through this with me. And I thank the media ministry for all the things. I thank you too, Tom. It's not been easy. I mean, you know, see this as a large part of their, of their weekly routine. And so we just keep it all in mind and try our best to make sure we stay and stay close. In Luke 17, I, I want you, uh, you did read that uh, that passage, if you will, in its entirety, but I want to pull just for a few moments um, a couple of notes from Luke. Uh, the 17th chapter in verse 14. 
And I know that many of us are praying with me. I hope you're praying with me by way of live stream. And I hope even now that we're getting amens, uh, even in the midst of you uh, being in your pajamas and, 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 and sitting on your couch. Pray that you're praying in this But this is not easy. I was talking to a seasoned pastor. He told me that he talked to even more seasoned pastors. Everybody's saying the same thing. Even as pastors, this is new territory. We're praying for many pastors around this country and church leaders around this country. Trying to figure out these things as well. Asking for God's in God's Real quickly, in Luke, the 17th chapter, in verse 14, you'll find these words. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. As they went, they were We will continue. Uh, even in the midst of what we're going through, we're going to continue with this, this theme, if you will, in the month of March. And, and I've asked all those uh, that join us and those that are here top, to continue to ask yourself, what is my part? What is my part? And as we look at this, this idea of accountability and stewardship, what, what is my part? In, in, in this passage, I, I, and if you were required to come up with a title for this, I use this thankfully for a fresh out. Thankfully for a fresh, a fresh out. In the Charles Dickens classic of Christmas Carols, a mean older man by the name of Ebenezer Scrooge was visited by the ghost of his former business partner, along with the ghosts of Christmas past, Christmas present, and Christmas future. Scrooge, who was, dis, who was rich, disliked Christmas, and was known around town for being tight with his money. Ebenezer Scrooge, quite frankly, was unkind, refusing to help anyone who needed his help, even though he had the resources. In short, Scrooge had a skewed perspective on life. The first ghost reminded Scrooge of a time in his childhood when he was innocent and in love. The second ghost took Scrooge to a market where people were happy and preparing to celebrate Christmas dinner together. They had also visited the family of his employee who had a sick child. And despite the sick child, the family enjoyed a Christmas feast together. The third ghost, the ghost of Christmas future, took Scrooge to a funeral of a businessman who was not like, and some people were even glad that he was gone. The scene ended with Scrooge being taken to his own neglected grave. And at that point in the movie, Scrooge wakes up with a fresh and new outlook on life. He begins to make donations to charity, increases the pay of his employee, and starts to treat people kind and with compassion. Scrooge was able to see the blessings before him. And I'm here to tell someone this morning that you can get a fresh perspective on life starting today. I know that it appears dismal for many, but there's 
death all around us and there are financial concerns. Some are even wondering about job status. There's questions as to the health of many, including those that we love. There are still many questions, even for those that are medical experts, as it relates to COVID-19. What I'm saying is that even amid uncertainty, there's an opportunity and a new perspective. The last time I checked, Jesus came upon funeral procession and fire professional weeks. There is Jairus' daughter in the house, or a father who has a daughter struck. I see Jesus coming up on those with withered hands and straightening uh, uh, wrist bones. Is there somebody out there who has, a confined, who has a confined God to the box? Now is the time to take them out of that box. You better tell somebody in your kitchen, in your living room, nothing is impossible with God. The story, the story before us is an, an interesting one. And I'm not drawing any comparisons, if you will, um, uh, with leprosy and COVID-19. Uh, I'm not saying that. Uh, what I am saying is that, that in that time, uh, there was some scare when it came to the infectious <laughs> The story presents us ten men. Uh, these ten men are categorized as lepers. They are categorized as outsiders because of their illness. By law, they are required to stay on the outside of the city limits. Let's see Leviticus, Leviticus 13. Fairly similar This was a fear disease, one that the doctors of the day struggled with its origin. We see that those that suffer from this disease were required to maintain a distance from the rest of society. And yet we find Jesus intervening in their situation and causing their situation to change, giving them a fresh perspective. But the story takes an interesting twist. We go from a lesson on healing to one on The question for the house and for those that join us by live stream, for those of Cedar Top, are we thankful? Are we grateful for what God is doing? As Wiersbe states, are we guilty of being thankful for the gift, but forgetting the giver? I know some are asking, what do we have to be thankful for? I'm glad, I'm glad that you that you asked. If you look at this, and, and, and we want to, want to try to push through this. Uh, if you look at the, the passage, it's an interesting passage in 14. Again, let me read that. It says, so when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleaners. Look at 13. It says, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And the first thing that we see, and the first point, if you will, to be thankful for is that we have a God who hears us. We have a God that hears us. I hear the old folks say he hears our faintest cries and answers them by and by. Just a, just a little talk with Jesus. The, the lepers here, and, and, and we don't, at this point, and, and you have theologians that go back and forth. And, uh, did the uh, lepers at this point believe in Jesus? And, 
and, and I'm of the opinion that we don't necessarily have a, 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 a belief in Jesus, per se, uh, but we see that they have enough respect and enough sense to, number one, call a master. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if, you're, if you're looking at the word, it's almost commander, if you will, and, and in the modern sense, it's going to be servant. That's, that's what we do. That's what we do. Chief commander, our servant. And again, they don't, they don't, we don't know if it's a clear picture. Some some theologians argue that they definitely have a faith in Jesus at this point. And some argue that they do not. But all I know is they had enough sense to speak of Jesus. <laughs> they had enough sense to call on him. They, they understood that their predicament was one that, that they could not take care of themselves. They understood that they were in a position that, that this right here could not be dealt with. Uh, uh, anything that, that man could do on his, on, on his own outside of the And so they had enough sense to yell, Master. What am I saying? But I, I trust. I trust where we're at. I trust that God has, has put some folks in certain positions that, that, that can and will make good decisions on an international and on a national level. Look, I, I trust, um, and I know sometimes um, the message is not as clear as it should be from, from our government. That's not just it's not just the White House. That's that's, that's one thing. So look, a call to somebody, a call to be in prayer is going to happen. If you couldn't think of a better time in these last three, four years to be in prayer uh, for those that, that, that are in positions of authority, you better start doing things. But 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 even with with the trust that I have in the CDC and all those that make those decisions, we've got some good positions even in this area. I trust God. I trust God more than I trust I trust man. Man, that means that we're going to heed the warnings. Uh, even in this town, we we saw uh, early this morning. It's all health department uh, driving around here. You want to be serious about what you what you do. The guidelines are out there, then the guidelines are out. You, know, you shouldn't get mad about it. You're here to, to support and help as many people. But with that being said, I, I trust God. I trust the one that was in the beginning. He was there before the beginning was even. I trust the one who, who hung the stars and, and hung the moons. Yeah. I, I trust the one that can peek even into my situation and peek into the future and know what's best for me. That's, that's who I'm, I'm trusting in. I, I know that many of us in these last uh, couple of weeks, we, it has disrupted just about everything you could imagine. Oh, in Kentucky, and I don't know who's joining us from around the country. Right here in Kentucky, this is prime season for us. You talk about high school basketball championships, and, and you talk about the SEC tournament, and you talk about March Madness. This is what, and, and, uh, and Derby, this is what we get excited for right around here. Yeah. It's all. Some of you. So many of us are sitting here, we're, we're wondering what can we do? We can take a, a piece of these lepers right here, we can cry out. We can turn and ask God to intervene 
on our situations. They had enough sense to, to yell, Master, Master, can you, can you do something about our situation? Let's be honest, many of us, we turn to everything we can imagine. Except and so we're thankful. We're thankful that we have a God, a God who, who hears us. I hear the, I hear the young people, they, they sing, uh, he has the little bitty babies in his hand. He has you and me in his hand. He has the whole world in his hands. So why? Why would we not turn to him? Why, why would we not? Why would he not be the first one that we get? I hear David, David, who reminds us in Psalm 63 that he learned to seek God early in the morning. A lot of us, and I've already seen a few folks put on their own board and all this. This is a fantastic time to get your prayer life together. For most of us, our schedules have been cut in half. I can't think of anything better to do than spend some time. Thankful, he hears the cries and the pleas of his children. He, he hears us. He, he hears us. But that's the first thing that we can be thankful for is that we have a God. God hears us. And then we can be thankful that we have a God, a God who, who sees us. So when he saw me, We have a God that even in the midst of what we're going through, he sees us. Just from a sheer numbers game, it would seem like he would, he would miss my movements and your movements every once in a while. There's something about that omnipotence, that omniscience. He sees everything. And he sees us, Peter Top, even in the midst of what we're and what I like is that he just doesn't, he doesn't see us, but, but, but he speaks power into our situation. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to cut. I'm trying to cut Look, it's, it's one thing, there's a, there's a commercial, there's a commercial out there, I guess it's a credit card commercial, I'm not a credit card company, I'm not advertising for anybody, but, but, but one company claims they do a better job monitoring your, your credit. They say one company, uh, a famous company out there, all they do, all they do is just monitor and alert. And they say, that's all you're going to do is get the message that, that, that your credit's on. Yeah. And this company says, not only do we monitor and, and alert, but that we do something about the situation. What am I saying? I'm saying we have a God that sees and not only sees. He's promised us to and the gospel is recorded by by John. And, and, and help me out. I want to say John, John 9. I want to say John 9. There, there's a blind man. There's a, there's a blind man. And yeah. yeah a, am I right, preacher? Is that John 9? There's a blind man. And, 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 and this man has been blind his, his entire life. And 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 if I recall correctly, uh, Jesus does something that appears to be the Jesus, Jesus spits on the ground. He 
stay in that, stay in that, that same, that same passage. And so when he saw them, he said to them, "Go show yourselves to the priests." And so it was that as they went, they Go show your, go show yourself to the priests. This, this seems, this seems odd. They asked for a healing. And Jesus asked him to walk. See, the, the priest Jerusalem would have been about 40 miles. 40 miles away where Jesus finds these, these letters. Keep in mind in Leviticus 13. That's, that's an interesting read. Where we're at right now. In Leviticus 13, it, it points out that a priest could make a determination that one with leprosy clean if the symptoms were not present. So it, it, it took a level of faith for these ten men to head 40 miles and go see the priest for determination. What I find interesting is that on the way you see that? I don't know what version these matters. I hope those on the line are saying the same thing. That on the way they We've asked God to strengthen our marriage. Some of us, divorce papers are on the table. We've asked God to get us right when the cancer shows up. We've asked God to, to deal with our, our children, to give us peace over the situation. Some of us have recently visited the jail cell. What I'm saying is the answer is not always the way that we want it to be. But bless your souls, it will always be the best for those that are his children. Reminded of Romans 8 and 28, all things work together for good for those that love him all according to his purpose. I'm reminded of a, a name. Commander of the Syrian army. He had leprosy, by the way. That's 1 Kings 5, verse 7. The prophet Elijah told him to go down to the Jordan River. He took him to the river seven times. And when God answers those that are his children, the answer, like I say, speaks power into our lives. They were healed. On the way, and they were all physically here. We can't argue that. But only one, only one turned back. I, I wrestled with this. I wrestled with how to present this. I wrestled with a couple of commentary theologians out there. And the best that God showed me is that wrapped up. His commandments was in his heart. What am I saying? He told all of them to go to the priest. It seems like all of them, all of them were doing what he said. But when the one who happens to be Samaritan, that's a whole lesson in itself, the one who happens to be a leper and Samaritan, Look, 
The Samaritans and Jews don't even like each other. But even in the midst of these struggles, they still were together. Some of the divisions we've had in this country and in this world. That wasn't even in my own. <laughs> but look, now we're starting to learn that some of this stuff doesn't, it doesn't matter. All of this bubble skin. Look, look, there were ten. And, and, and it seems like they all followed the command, the directions of Jesus, because they were all healed. They all were heading 40 miles. But Jesus, in the end of this passage, Jesus, he says, he says, where are the others? He says, why, why are you the only one? The only one. You're a foreigner. Why are you the only one? You had enough gratitude in your heart to come back and say, thank you. So, wrapped up in our obedience is also a heart of thankfulness. You can't be obedient without being thankful. But God bless you be deep in the midst of the I told the group that we have we got a fantastic leadership team. I told I told them the other day in our conference. We got together and we did some plans on how we best minister in this, in this time. And I was dead serious for myself. This is a fantastic opportunity to minister in a way that we not minister. This is a great time to reach out outside these four walls and encourage someone. They be struggling. Great time to bring up on my own goals. I mean, it's a great time to slide something in the middle. It's a great time to give someone a call. Let them know that you're thinking about them. That you love them. It's a great time to ask somebody, how can I, how can I pray? It's some uncertainty out there. Folks are, folks are losing jobs right now. With, with something as simple as two weeks ago, the toilet paper. Now, now folks are struggling to get to get to Take opportunity. Opportunity to change your God speaks to this world and specifically to those that are his. His words point to action. And as they went, they were clean. As they were obedient, they were healed. But we find the one who, who turned back. Jesus, Jesus, he, he looks at him and he says, he says they, were, they were healed physically. That's good. He said, but because of your gratitude, you look at in your heart. He said, you can leave here. Meaning that he was not only healed physically, he was healed. He was healed spiritually. For those that study with us, could it be that at that business, you know, he had the disciples in his audience, he had the Pharisees in his audience, and Jesus is giving right lessons, he's teaching. 
some things may not have been a part of I've never heard so many people yelling about coming to church. Most of the time we're sitting here begging. Please, the folks come in. And you shut the doors and then the folks are up and on. Some folks ain't been in church. 10, 15 years. Now they have to shut the church. I want to appreciate it. I want to appreciate our blessings. Appreciate. We appreciate. Appreciate. We appreciate. As Paul said, when you thank God on this side, you get an opportunity to be able to do the same. Does that make sense? My choir is here. I know they. My minister is back here. I know they chimed in. Thankful for for fresh out. We'll do this. I know many. We gave you some time back. I know many um, um, were caught up in having to, to see the deacons come up and the chair come up. And all that's great. I think it's powerful. Now, we're getting ready to see the ministry in church. It has nothing to do with all those excesses and things. Those that worship me, worship me in spirit and in truth. It may be somebody who's doing us right now by way of worship. I know someone figuring out how you want to. How are you going to bring them? How are you going to bring them in? What church are they going to be a, a part of? And what fellowship services is going to be the right hand of fellowship? And how are they going to take communion? And all that, that's, that's important. I'm not saying that. But it is when it's all said. We want to make sure that you have a relationship with Jesus. Had a good conversation with someone close to me yesterday. I was moved by the conversation. And he was talking about what does it really mean to have a relationship with Christ and tithing and all this stuff that we do. And I looked at him, young man, I looked at him in the eyes and I said, It's not a problem. What we want to make sure that we come down and press it down to the we all do is that you have Jesus. So if there's somebody right now who has time, you may you may be familiar with Calvary story. You you may be familiar with with Holy Week, and you know all about Thursday, and you know all about Friday, and, and, and you know he was flanked on that cross between two thieves, and you know all the story. You know that he was there. You know that he got up. Maybe that hadn't resonated with you from a personal, personal sense. So I invite you this day. Maybe two questions. Invite Jesus into your life. And I promise you. I promise that we will have a chance to fellowship 
Even in this book, I'm praying. That obituary name. This is a lot of folks that help to be reasonable. So, with that being said, I want you to know that you can reach out to see the time. If somebody has to break for that, no way till you see Reverend Walmart again. Call me. Call me. Call the church. You put your name on Facebook. Let us reach out to you. Somebody at Cedar Top. Same thing for me. It's a great opportunity. It's fresh. Fresh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.